DCI's Field Pass is presented by Zildjian. Watch Zildjian's new video series, On the Record, at zildjian.com. From the parking lot. To the tunnel. Check it out. Have fun. Unleash. Let's go. To the 50-yard line. On the field. This is your Field Pass with DCI's Dan Potter. This is your Field Pass for Friday, June 12, 2015. Coming up, the second and final part of our preseason preview with DCI Artistic Director Michael Cesario. Preview, yes. Drum Corps Quatrain 2015, eh, no. This Nostradamus was not predicting the thing. And if you thought he was unplugged last time... They've got something up their sleeves. Wait till you hear what Michael has to say about the reigning top six. They're risking their entire reputation on this show. Once again, Michael's holding all the cards. We are upping the ante across the board. But he's tipping his hand to the field pass. Just sit back. You're in the hands of champions. This is your field pass. Here's Dan Potter. Thank you for dropping by for the second part of our preview of the 2015 Drum Corps International season, which gets underway next week. First with a free dress rehearsal Monday night, free in person to anybody in Indianapolis, free online too. In fact, I'll be in Indy at Ben Davis High School Stadium Monday evening for a special live webcast at DCI Live. It's part of the all-new DCI.org that launched yesterday and looks great. If you haven't checked it out, you should soon. Our webcast on DCI Live begins at 7.30 Eastern Time Monday evening and will include full run-through performances of the Troopers and the Madison Scouts in their 2015 productions. I'll be joined by Scouts Director Chris Komnick and DCI Hall of Famer Troopers Arranger Robert W. Smith. You'll see what the DCI camera crew captured behind the scenes at both Corps' rehearsal camps, plus DCI Executive Director Dan Atchison on all the highlights of the upcoming DCI Summer Tour. And then, of course, Wednesday evening, June 17th, is it the official step-off of the season, the 2015 Tour premiere live from Lucas Oil Stadium, the Madison Scouts, Blue Stars, Carolina Crown, the Cavaliers, the Cadets, and the Bluecoats in a first-show free-for-all that will also be carried live by Fathom Events at hundreds of theaters nationwide. Find the link to get tickets to Drum Corps at the Cinema 2015 DCI Tour premiere at dci.org. Now, part two of our preseason preview with DCI Artistic Director Michael Cesario. Michael, we left off with number seven uh, last year, Phantom Regiment. We move now into the top six, the Cavaliers breaking back into the top six last year. And this year, their show, it's called Game On. You know, this is one of the most exciting concepts ever. When we talked about the regiment, we talked about the power and their passion and all the kinds of things that they bring to the table. And we always think of the Cavaliers as the athletic corps, you know, they, and they have embraced that this year. So while we see the way games can be played in a hundred different ways, nonetheless, the gaming aspect of it, not just computers, but athletics, 
comes, you know, when you bring an all-male core to the table, you've got to do something that sets them apart. And you get Andy Toth in there, the, their choreographer and movement guy, and he has a special ability uh, to telegraph and know what movement he's brilliant. But more importantly, he has the ability to bring that idea to the crowd. So last year, it had a lot of ruffles and lace and was very um, uh, almost vampiric. This year, it's athletic. And the music matches. And I think that you're going to see, I mean, Scott Coder has a way of, he's a protocol coordinator, he has a way of combining things. Mike McIntosh, who is their kind of percussion guru, he really gets it. He understands how to blend the live with the computerized in such a way as you don't know when one is going from one to the other. I don't know how to say that exactly, except to say it seems to be break free. And so you never know where he's using unusual and unique sounds. And this one gives him free range to use a lot of wild and exciting things. Drew Shainfield doing the horn line, and I think Drew's finally found his own voice. Mitch is writing the drill. You know, you, you get a Mitch Rogers drill, and you know they're going to be flying. So I'm looking forward to this one. I, this is one that I, I can't wait to see. People who've listened to this show um, that you and I do this time of year for the last several years are going to hear recurring themes. And you've talked many times about the obligation of a champion to move things forward in the coming year. Uh, I noted in a show a couple of weeks ago that that's what Carolina Crown was trying to do in 2014 with their Out of This World show. Uh, Wasn't rewarded perhaps the way that they would have wanted, but when you're trying to push the art form forward, maybe winning or getting the highest score is isn't, isn't number one on your list of expectations. I guess I'll just leave it there. Carolina crowned fifth last year. So when you've had that year of pushing the activity forward, what comes next? For a real champion, it's take a bigger risk. <laughs> and and that's what they're doing with Inferno? Uh, huge. It's huge. I, I They banded together, and I think you put Keith Potter and Michael Clash in a room together, and when the sparks are done flying, you've got a knockout of the show. It's a theme that you maybe think you've heard or seen before, Inferno, uh, based on the Dante and so on. And and I think we've all felt, well, we've seen a couple of shows that have done that or band shows that have done that. And all I can say is, wait till you see and hear this one. They are not the clean and dainty Carolina crown. (laughs) You know, how whisper clean and how... Beautiful. Oh, I mean, they'll be clean in terms of marching because, you know, Ron Hart will make sure of that. But, but the idea that it is uh, grungier, it is darker, and it rewards better at the end. And I'm talking about rewards the crowd. And I think when you hear the Beethoven Ninth come over the top of all of that, on Easter morning, just sit back. You're in the hands of champions. I I really believe this is a show that they are they're they're risking their entire reputation on this show. But that's what a champion does. We're going to find out that um, they're not they're not sitting idly by waiting for their turn to come up again at the top of the rung. They are in it for the real. I've got to say it's a really exciting show. And I think 
Michael Townsend's color guard is going to not remind you of any other color guard that they've had. I think it looks and feels different. He has absorbed the personality of this particular, I should say the character of this particular um, program. And they look and feel and, and sound, everything about it is different without losing that crown perfection, that crown identity. Um, this is one where I, they're taking a chance and you have to give them extra kudos for doing that. Now let's see if they can actually make it happen. And if anybody can, I, I'm going to guess it's them. Santa Clara Vanguard was in medal contention last year, finished fourth, first place drumline. I got to think Santa Clara Vanguard fans are, are just so hungry for a title right now, and, and the core equally so. What's great about Fiedler is, uh, Jeff Fiedler, the director, is that that's never his emphasis. And that's the only way, because you won't have kids coming back if you, if you push it that this is title, this is the title, kids. Then when it doesn't happen, and gosh knows what happens, you know, on Saturday night, we've seen titles whisked out of people's hands, um, you know, which were sure things. So I think his idea is if we're in contention, if we're up there, we're doing our job. And I don't see any area where they weren't just wonderful. What I think is interesting about this year is you know how they go between the storytelling Santa Clara and the experimental Santa Clara. This is the experimental Santa Clara that somehow tells a story. Don't ask me how they put this all together, but you know, the spark of invention, uh, I really think gives us that kind of fire, their ability to do modern music and somehow we all love it. It's that Santa Clara magic, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna be up there making it happen. I there is no doubt that percussively they will be once again right up there, if not the leader. Uh, you know, uh, Paul Rennick does just such a wonderful job, but J.D. Shaw with these huge brass charts, and and I think this is a great way to shift it up a little bit, change it up a little bit. Sal Salas doing a completely different thing than, you know, multiple costumes with luxurious beaded. He does that brilliantly. Now here comes a completely different way of expressing himself. And I think the court is pulled together in a way that is unique. Um, to be a leader, you need to lead. And that means how do we put the two, the two sides of the Santa Clara personality, how do we bring them both together? And I, you know, I don't know if I were between Santa Clara and the crown, I'd be worried. The cadets last year in third place by the time it was all said and done with a show that uh, fans seem to either love or hate. This year, back to the music, it seems, and just pure technicality with a show called The Power of Ten. You really want to see somebody that doesn't know easy talking about Jay Bocook. Um, and Jay is all, has always been hesitant to present um, a show that has big pieces of it invented by him. He's, uh, if you know Jay, you know he's a humble, humble guy. And uh, of course he's forgotten more about music than I'll ever know. 
But the idea that he was willing to jump on the Shostakovich bandwagon... Well, and, and, in not. fact, I talked to George just a couple of weeks ago about this, and, and apparently in their design meetings, George has suggested Shostakovich 10 several times, and they've, they've shot it down as, as being you know too hard, probably. This year, he yeah. threw it up there as a trial balloon, and Jay turned to him and said, sure, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> that's that's Jay that's has, well you know you have to wait I, 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 one of the things I learned is I can remember some tunes that I've always wanted to play and if uh, Jim Prime didn't want to play it or Jim Wren didn't want to play it we it wasn't because they didn't want to it was because they had not grasped how to make it work and when I said well we're playing it anyway I've always paid for it uh, and I realized uh, over time that the, the person that's responsible for that has to know in his mind it can work or mind it can work. Uh, with with Cook, he finally said, I've got the answer. I think I can make this work. And, of course, they're playing it at rich snorting speed. Um, I, I think a lot of drum corps fans are going to be happy because they're marching and playing. And the color guard's spinning in tension. And we don't need a lecture from President Lincoln. And, uh, you know, there aren't a lot of funky props. And everything. It, it really is that cadet. You know, when you were talking, when we talked in the last episode about, you know, finding your personality, they love to challenge the audience. And, and that's part of Hopkins' own personality. And it's the personality of the poor. Um, and they love to challenge themselves. So the performers were up to it and they just said, Oh sure, let's try it. And it's unbelievable. And Jeff Sackett, new hall of fame member, Jeff Sackett, um, the drill writer, he's been writing it for 15 years. And so it's one of those things where you, you almost take it for granted and you've got to give him the show where Jeff gets to show off. So when you see Ken presented all these different ways and how Ken and the spirit of Ken affects us so that we really, you know, we're really seeing the power of what Tim can do in everything from bowling pins to X's and they're presenting the, one of the balladic sections in there is presented in a way that how nobody thought of this until today, I have no idea, but constantly inventing and the core itself. Uh, once again, these kids that are gluttons, for punishment. They cannot wait to perform the show. And that's just, you know, that's just the cadet way. What's really exciting is they've got some new color guard writers. And they remind me of some of the great color guard writers they have had over the years there, where the flag changed direction. And the flag work is written to the form as opposed to against it or paying no attention to it. And, um, you know, and then you got Bruno Zuckel in there managing a bunch of stuff, but these new writers are kind of his choice. And I think that when you see how the writing is done, it somehow has cadets written all over it, and yet it's brand new. So uh, the part that <laughs> really says cadets is they toss and catch. They just do a drop. And they're just quiet as they do it. So the idea that the color guard can fly through a drill and toss and catch and go ahead, go ahead. You tell me where they're going to finish. This Nostradamus is not predicting the thing. 
because I I think they they've got a lot of mojo. Well, yeah, we'll leave those predictions for a reliable Rondo. We'll let him make those calls. Okay, good. Good, he can do them. Blue coats, silver medal for the first time in 2014. They seem to have found their identity, and their identity is to just go out there and rock. And this year, Kinetic Noise, name of the show, that seems to give them liberty to do just that. Well, I think that it's a very particular title because it's the noise of movement. Kinetic being movement and noise being, of course, any sound. Um, but remember, they've given us, uh, remember how brilliantly last year they moved um, electronic sound into the show. It's one of the few where nobody was complaining because it seemed like they understood it in a different way. And Tom Rarick and his gang uh, are the percussion end of things. And, and I just think they've got an idea. Um, uh, you know, when you talk about an identity, we finally get who the blue coats are too. And their idea of being big and bold is in there, and yet intellectual. You ain't got a guy like Johnny Vanderkoff. I mean, this is a guy who reads Kierkegaard in between writing drill and watching the performance. He's an actual intellect. And, and, and the thing is, and he's coming off a WGI win with the Santa Clara Vanguard color guard. So I think that we can see elements of intellect somehow being melded with this powerful uh, identity. And I think that's how we got something completely new. One of the stars, I've, I've already told uh, the director that Jim Moore needs a race um, because Jim Moore, their movement guy, holy cow, I, I, I don't want to give anything away because I want our audience's first viewing to be one of those, holy cow, how did they do that? They the core in the valleys is introduced to movement in a very different way. And I think that they use movement to bring form together. And, and, and while well, I guess that would be true of marching to do form as well, this movement, but they move, uh, they take a very expressive uh, energized idea in terms of round movement at the beginning. I won't give anything else away, but, and somehow make it into rounded forms. I, I have a funny hunch that this will break new ground for that core. And I think help open up other ground for, um, other cores. I, I think it's a groundbreaking show. Uh, kinetic noise also indicates joy. And I think, you know, if, if you know, if you think about the sound kids may kind of play around, it's kinetic noise as well. But it also indicates machine-like, and I think that the idea that machines can be made to make their own noise, and that uh, we can use the idea of machines and what's mechanical to create something amazing. And 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 again, I don't want to give anything away except to say, watch out for this one. This is one of those where they've given it thought and they were smart enough not to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but at the same time, they were smart enough not to repeat last year's formula. This is new stuff by new authors and new composers, and some of the composers that they did last year said, hey, I'd love to do a tune for you. Imagine that one. So I think, uh, I think we're going to see something pretty special out of the Blue Coats. Last year's champion, championship number 16 for the Blue Devils. 
Dave Gibbs saying on finals night after it was all over, telling our interviewer, Mike Verlazzo, that uh, 2014 was a 10-year change for the Blue Devils. So not only did they accomplish everything they accomplished in terms of a 16th title and all those perfect scores and the highest score in the history of the activity by a half a point, they were also transitioning the core. When it was all said and done, who are these new Blue Devils, do you think? I think they're the fine player and the fine dancer and the fine color guard person who looks for top-rate teachers and says, I can already spin in plus grade. Who can teach me something more? And those kids show up there. So everything they do, you know, we talk about risk being so important here. And you wonder sometimes, how do they even do, you know, a Jay Murphy drill? <laughs> One minute it's curvy and, you know, 40 different intervals. And the next minute it's perfectly mechanical and rigid. They spring to different characterization. They, they spin on a dime with that. Um, it's, it's incredible to watch them show you the facets of their uh, collective character. And so it's the kid that wants that unique challenge. Um, it's sometimes it's hard to understand. They're just 21-year-olds, too, and 18 and 17. And as we know from that drummer, what was he, 16? The little snare drummer? Yeah. Um, they're kids who respond to that kind of challenge and are willing to give it their all to see that realized. Um, I think we saw a game changer with them last year. Um, it's not, it's never a perfect score. 10 doesn't mean perfect, that there were no drops or there was no stumble or there was no. 10 doesn't mean that. It just means that's the most points the judge can give out. And if you don't want that 10 because you don't want a perfect score, that could be because you think that means perfect, then I would suggest we take 10 off the, the sheet. Um, if 10 is there, 10 should be allowed to be given. If 20 is there, 20 should be allowed to be given. It's that simple. And um, when you see a 10, you know it. And I think that there were just so many areas in which they found a new way to contribute to the activity. Uh, it was it was a phenomenal event. Uh, and every performance showed us something we hadn't seen. I mean, did you see a down performance of their show ever in the course of the year? No, and I saw them plenty I know of times. I didn't. Yeah. Their show, by the way, this year is called Inc. I-N-K. I think we're going to find out how writing and ink itself, the, the, the possibility of putting it on the page, uh, both in print and in handwriting, how a story is told, how somebody learns to write, both in terms of actual penmanship, but also in terms of, uh, you know, great authorship. Um, I know that it, I, I'm probably giving something away here, but their uniform looks as if they've stuck their hand in an inkwell and the ink comes up and as it, as it turns from black to magenta and tangerine and all kinds of color. Um, it, yeah, it, and, and the color guard is sheaves of paper with writing on them. I, it almost looks like a paper costume. It, 
I'm telling you, they're they're into something else. And I think because they have to talk themselves, and they're smart enough not to think, oh, what we've got to do is top ourselves. It's like, what else could we dream of doing? And, you know, program coordinator Scott Chandler sits down, and, and these guys are brilliant. And they've been together forever. Remember, we talked about Carolina and Jim Coates saying, I want the team to stay together. This is what he's looking at. Yeah. You get that team together, and you get young people in there adding to the mix, bringing that mix to life, but you've got, you know, but you've got experts, geniuses leading, leading the, the group. And I think that, uh, I think when they play, children will listen. I think we may be in for one of those memorable tear-filled moments. And I think it's, we don't always think of the Blue Devils as the tear-filled team. Um, although they certainly raised plenty of goosebumps last year. I, I think they've just been able to find a balance point and they take a risk with every, when they move, I mean, just a slow movement toward the crowd. And you look at the, they're giving a clinic in how to move slowly. And I, and I know how hard that is to do. Some people think slow is easy. It's not easy. Fast is really, really hard. Medium is easy. Slow is really, really hard because you have so much time between the foot placement and how it gets there is suddenly how that foot turns into that is suddenly really important. And where the balance point is in the body is really important. And it's all visible. You almost look like you're looking slow motion. You know how a flag toss looks like it's all together when it's at a high speed, but if we slow down the video, oh, we see they really aren't perfectly together. Well, the Blue Devils present that just in every time they put a slow movement. And the one thing they remember, although I notice other people are doing it, the 100 yards is a full canvas. Never unbalance the canvas. Asymmetrical balance, symmetrical balance, we don't care how it is, there's always a way that the arrangement of the field is pleasing. If you suddenly back up and look at all 100 yards, it's wonderful composition. As good as they were last year, and from what I'm hearing you say about what they're going to put on the field this year, you still don't think it's a runaway necessarily for Blue Devils this year? I think people spent time studying the Blue Devils. There's nobody with any brain power at all that doesn't think they just presented a game changer for 2014. So everybody's looked at that and seen if they're smart, they don't copy it. They respond to it. What is our answer to that? There's a chord that shall go nameless that's calling themselves the not the blue devils. <laughs> and, and believe me, they are not the blue devils. The idea that that's not the only way to bring change and brilliance to the, uh, to the DCI audience. It's not the only way, but they certainly have gotten their way and they up the ante and we had better get in there and offer an alternative that is equally risky, equally difficult. You know, on every so that the judges can make a choice based on 
either the technical elements or the effect elements. And and that's the way to play this game. Every we are upping the ante across the board. I think that it shows the power of the collective that is Drum Corps International. Drum Corps International Artistic Director Michael Cesario. We'll all get to see for ourselves what we like about the 2015 season starting next week. DCI's Field Pass is presented by Zildjian. Visit them at Zildjian.com. I'm Dan Potter. Countdown to step off. Five days. <laughs>